Tuesday, April 17th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports, hopefully with a dose of common sense, maybe just a hint of sarcasm here or there. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. Monday is now behind us. Put that in a rearview mirror and keep moving on. But, but it's not all good news. It is not. Because I do have a reminder for you if you live here in the United States of America. Today is tax day. Now, I don't know about you, but the schools that I went to didn't teach us like how to do our taxes. You learned certain things about taxes. Like we learned about, you know, the T-tax and taxation without representation and government classes and that kind of stuff. But like, hey, here is what a deduction is and what reinvested dividends are and how earned income tax credits just might get you a little bit of money back. No, 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 no. You don't need that stuff. That's not what school's for. We don't need to teach you that stuff. Like that's for the people that are going to become like, I don't know, accountants like tax people. That's for them to learn. You don't need to learn that stuff. You're just a person. And we all know not everyone is cut out to be an accountant. That's not what everybody's meant to be. So let's just go ahead and leave all that tax stuff to the experts, okay? That's what we're going to do. Now get to biology class and let's start dissecting those frogs on the more likely chance that you'll end up becoming like a veterinarian or like a zoologist. That's way more likely than you having to do your own taxes someday. (laughs) A little bit weird, the way we do things here in America, isn't it? And you know, because I know that taxes aren't really taught in schools, I have started to teach my own kids about taxes. I actually have. Like, it's good for them to learn that stuff. They need to learn that stuff because they don't learn it at the schools. We were never taught that stuff, were we? You weren't taught how to do your taxes. Hey, here's a quick thing. Go home, do your taxes, then we're going to audit you and see how you come out. Like, that would have been a really good lesson to learn, right? They don't teach that stuff in schools. So I've started to do that with my kids. I've started to teach them some of that. It's a part of life. They need to know what to expect as they get older and have to do those for themselves, right? Now, I will say this. It's not easy to teach young kids about taxes. Like, it's hard to keep their interest in all the boring tax laws and all that kind of stuff. So what I do, and I don't do it at tax time. I don't do it in the spring. It's too early. What I do is I wait until Halloween. And then when they go out trick-or-treating and they get all that candy, I just take 40% of it right off the top. Hey, sorry. You live in my jurisdiction. Payment of the candy is due on November 1st, kids. And let me tell you this. Don't make me audit you. Because if I find that you hid some somewhere, oh, I'll be coming down on you. I will be coming down on you like the IRS will come down on you. I will make it rain on you. Don't make me audit you. I will find the bad things you've done. It's a good lesson for the kids, isn't it? Hey, we've got to learn it. We've got to deal with it. They might as well learn it too. Hey, today on the show, we will be taking a look at a few of the top news stories coming out. And you know, the NFL draft is coming in less than two weeks. We know, we've even talked about it a little bit. We know there's a lot of talk about the quarterbacks that are coming out. Which quarterback can really play? Who might be the steal of the draft? Which quarterback would you actually invest in? Here's the question that I have today. Which teams are truly going to be looking to grab one of those quarterbacks? 
I want to talk about that a little bit today. And also, we just might have to talk a little bit more about athletes and tax day. We've got a lot to get to today on the Daily Dose. Let's jump in and discuss some NBA playoffs right now. Now remember, a seven-game playoff series is not a series until the road team actually wins a game. Hey, if the home team just keeps winning, then we just go seven games and the home team wins, right? Well, last night in the NBA, we saw a road team get a big win. Now, I told you last week, I thought the Miami Heat could be a bad matchup for the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round. Game one did not go very well, but in game two, the Heat showed this could maybe, possibly be a series. Hey, Dwayne Wade found the fountain of youth or something. Hey, you never know what might be going on in Miami, right? But he managed to score 28 points and the Heat ended the Sixers 17 game winning streak. They even up the series at one to one. Now, Miami goes back home for two games. Can they hold on to the home court advantage that they just earned? It's going to be fun to watch. Now, forget wishing that Joel Embiid could come back for Philadelphia. Yeah, never mind wishing about that. Philadelphia may need Joel Embiid to come back. No, they keep saying, maybe next game, maybe next game, maybe next game. I'm wondering if game two might have got that Philly management team kind of looking at each other saying, hey, we may need this guy soon because Miami could give us some problems. A little bit of news coming out in the NFL, sort of. Linebacker James Harrison, who turns 40 this May, has decided to retire from the NFL after 15 seasons. Of course, Harrison played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for 14 of those seasons. He did have a stop with Cincinnati. He did have a stop last season with the New England Patriots. And he finishes his career with 84 and a half sacks. He did go to the Pro Bowl five times. Now, this would probably be a bigger deal. But Harrison has already retired once back in 2014. So, I mean, who knows? For all I know, he might be an eagle by the end of the summer. So, I'm not going to put too much into this whole thing of James Harrison retired. We've already heard this story once before. One other thing coming out in the NFL, the Denver Broncos released running back C.J. Anderson on Monday in a move to try to clear up some salary cap space. You know, Anderson was on a four-year, $18 million deal in Denver. So it looks like the Broncos are going to be going with Devontae Booker, who has been injured a little bit, and he fumbles way too much, and they will be going with their sixth-round draft pick from last season, D'Angelo Henderson. Now, I understand the move. I don't know that I'm a fan of it. I like C.J. Anderson. I know he looks literally like a bowling ball out there, but he doesn't fumble, takes care of the ball, grinds out tough yards when you need him. I kind of liked having C.J. Anderson, but again, he is some money. That is a little bit costly. Is he a great running back worthy of big money? No, he's not that. And that's the reason that they ended up having to get rid of him. The one thing that is noticeable, though, I don't see any teams lining up offering Denver like a fifth or sixth round pick even for Anderson. They had to release him. So it doesn't seem like opinions around the league are that high on CJ. Which also tells you that Denver has done a poor job of planning. The fact that CJ was an integral part of their offense over the past couple of years tells you, wow, you've invested in a guy who honestly the rest of the league doesn't even consider being that worthy of a contract. 
But, you know, Denver's got to make this move. Now, I know the big thing coming out. As soon as you hear that C.J. Anderson is being cut, what's the next thing everyone says? Does this mean Denver is going to be looking at Saquon Barkley in the draft? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if those two things have anything to do with each other. And to be real honest, I think that's given Denver a lot more credit than they deserve. This franchise brought Brock Osweiler back. They drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round. Do you really think they have a plan? Like, do you really think they're looking, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut CJ, and then we're going to go look at Barkley. We're going to get him. He's going to fill that spot. That's going to take care of our running game. They don't have a plan, I don't think. They brought back Brock Osweiler. There's no planning apparently going on. A little bit of news coming out in college basketball as well. It is official. The Duke Blue Devils have lost their entire starting lineup after freshman big man Wendell Carter Jr. announced yesterday that he will declare for the NBA draft, forego his final three seasons of college eligibility. Now, Carter joins fellow freshman Marvin Bagley, Gary Trent Jr., and Trevon Duvall in declaring with the intent to hire an agent. So they are gone. Once you get that agent, can't come back. Now, the Blue Devils, who signed the top three players in the class of 2018, they will also be losing, of course, Grayson Allen. And yet, with all that talent, all that talent we talked about, hey, they might have the most talented team in college basketball. They didn't win anything. It's going to be interesting to watch the Duke Blue Devils going forward, what they can do with this next round of good, talented young players. But can you mold them into a team? Biggest difference between a Kansas, a Villanova, a Duke, Duke didn't always play exactly like a team. Hey, coming back, the NFL draft is coming quickly, and we know that the quarterbacks have been a big subject for sports talk, right? But which teams could actually be zeroing in on those players? We've got a few teams that might need to pull the trigger on a trade and try to move up. So the NFL draft will be here in less than two weeks. And we know there's a ton of talk about the quarterbacks that are in this draft. We discussed some of the top prospects last week. Maybe you want a Sam Darnold. Maybe you want a Josh Rosen. Maybe you want a Josh Allen. But here is the question that I have today on the dose. Who are the teams that are on the market to go get one of these quarterbacks? Because here's the thing. Some of the teams that we're going to list here, they are going to be looking to move up in the draft. They're going to try to grab one of these players. So which teams are really seriously going to be looking to make a deal on draft day. Here's a few teams to think about that desperately need a quarterback, and I think they're going to try to get one in this year's draft. First team up, of course, is the obvious one, the Cleveland Browns. But the thing is, there's no need for the Browns to trade and try to move up. But they do need to get a quarterback. The Browns have the top pick in the draft, and then they have the number four pick in the draft too. So they don't have to move up to get their guy. But the reason that I bring up the Browns they do need to take a quarterback. And once they get that quarterback, could they maybe trade one of those other top picks and still get the guy that they want? No question. Now, I think the best fits for the Browns, probably Sam Darnold, who I think would just go in and try to work hard and try to be a good guy and try to be a good representation of the team, or a Josh Allen, who has a huge upside. He's got a giant ceiling. We don't know how good Josh Allen could be. And also, he's got a very, very low floor. He might not be anything whatsoever. 
And doesn't that just sound like a perfect match for the Cleveland Browns? Just throwing that out there. That might be exactly the kind of a Cleveland Brown pick we would expect, isn't it? Hey, might be really great, or he might be out of the league in two years. <laughs> Josh Allen, maybe that's our guy. Next team on our list that I think is going to target a quarterback, probably going to be the New York Giants. And I understand that the Giants have Eli Manning. Why do they need a quarterback? Well, mostly because it's not 2011 anymore. And you know, Eli Manning has gotten older. Eli Manning doesn't have a whole lot of help. But here's the thing. The Giants are not a team that gets a high pick in the draft very often. So there is the thinking that maybe, since they do have a high pick this year, since they do have the number two pick overall this year, maybe they better grab someone while they're there. They don't get there that often. Maybe now's the chance to try to grab who you want. And they say that there is some serious interest in UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen. Could Josh Rosen get picked up by New York, sit behind Eli for a year, maybe two, they can shed all of that contract money with Eli and then move forward to the next guy who's been in waiting now for a year or two, Josh Rosen. I don't know, not the worst idea in the world. Now, you would also think if Josh Rosen isn't their guy, hey, they're going to have their choice of quarterbacks with that second pick. Whoever the Browns don't take, you've got anybody else. So the Giants are in a prime position to go get a quarterback. Another team that's going to be looking, I think, to get a quarterback, got to be the New York Jets. Hey, the Jets are still looking for their first franchise quarterback since, like, what, Joe Namath? (laughs) I don't even know. Ken O'Brien, I guess. They thought he was. And O'Brien was okay. Injured a little bit. Didn't win many games. But O'Brien, I guess, was all right. Now, the Jets are sitting at the third pick, and they definitely need a quarterback. Yes, they went out and they signed Teddy Bridgewater. They signed Josh McCown. But you would think that they still want their future guy, don't they? And based on how Bridgewater's health is, they might need their present guy. Josh McCown can kind of tutor, mentor someone. I don't know if Josh McCown is an every game kind of quarterback. It's going to break down eventually. He's an older guy. Here's the question. Who is going to fall to the Jets at number three? And who do they even want? And I guess here is the more important question. Whose career can the Jets ruin next? Because we've seen them ruin a lot of quarterbacks' lives, right? (laughs) Who is going to be next for the New York Jets? Stay tuned. We'll have to see. Next team on our list that I think will be looking at a quarterback might be the Miami Dolphins. Because you would certainly think that after Jay Cutler retired and they have no idea what to expect from Ryan Tannehill, the Miami Dolphins might be looking to make a move on draft day. Now, who would they take? Who knows? I mean, Adam Gase has worked with a number of different quarterbacks. Could Adam Gase maybe be looking at a Baker Mayfield? Could he maybe be looking at someone like Luke Falk or Mason Rudolph? Or does one of those top players maybe fall a little bit to Miami who is sitting in the top 15? If that were to happen, I think the Dolphins have no choice but to try to go get their quarterback. We don't have any idea what Tannehill's going to do. He hasn't played in over a year. It's kind of hard to base your team's whole future on a guy that you're not sure about. I wouldn't be surprised one bit to see the Miami Dolphins make a move. Next team on our list has to be the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the Bills went out and they signed free agent quarterback A.J. McCarron. And hey, maybe he's going to be their guy for a while. That's very possible. Here's the one concern I have. The Bills lost a good portion of their offensive line this offseason. So they may need to get a quarterback 
just for when McCarran gets damaged, which seems like it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later, doesn't it? They are saying that the Bills are interested in Baker Mayfield. But here's the thing with the Bills. The Bills have a ton of picks in this draft. Do you realize Buffalo has six picks in the first three rounds alone? So if Buffalo wants to move, hey, they've got the picks. They can move. Would the Buffalo Bills move up, try to get someone like Josh Rosen, try to get someone like Josh Allen, big arm, big strong guy, could throw through those wins up in Buffalo? Hey, makes a little bit of sense, doesn't it? Don't be surprised to see the Buffalo Bills make a move on draft day. I think there's a very, very good chance that is going to happen. They need a quarterback for the future, and they kind of need a quarterback to start backing up A.J. McGarren right now because we don't know how long he's going to last anyways, do we? Next team on our list, teams that are going to be targeting a quarterback in the draft. Hey, if you want a team that might truly need a quarterback more than anyone else in the entire league, I got to throw out the Arizona Cardinals. They are so desperate for a quarterback. Arizona went and signed Sam Bradford. We saw Sam Bradford in those last few games he was playing. He couldn't even compete. He couldn't even move. And I know, I know, well, he's been off this whole time. He'll get all better. I don't know how much I buy that. I don't know how much Bradford has left in the tank. That is a guy who physically just can't go. Now, the rumor is that Arizona wants to try to move up into the top five because they are big on Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, or maybe even Sam Darnold. Can they pull off some sort of a deal? You would think that some other teams that are sitting up there, maybe the Giants, maybe Denver, who I'll talk about in just a second, maybe Cleveland, who has two picks up there, they might be willing to move down and let Arizona move into that top five. If they do, Arizona is going to most likely take a quarterback, and they need to desperately. The Arizona quarterback situation is not good. They need someone badly. Keep an eye on the Arizona Cardinals on draft day. Speaking of those Denver Broncos, I'm not going to put the Denver Broncos on this list, and I'll tell you why. They went and invested some serious money in Case Keenum, and I think, I could be wrong, I think John Elway still thinks Paxton Lynch is going to eventually be the guy. Now, I'm praying that that's not the case. I'm praying he's smarter than that because based on anything you've seen from Paxton Lynch, I have not seen one iota of a glimpse of something positive about that. Just a highly inaccurate passer. But I think that Elway may shy away from getting a quarterback because I think he's looking at Case Keenum and saying, here's our guy. He can play probably three or four years. By the end of that, either we target someone else or Paxton grows into the position. So I'm not putting Denver on this list. Just throwing that out there for any Bronco fans that might be listening. Final team that I am going to put on this list. A team that might be targeting a quarterback in this draft. And I will throw one more team out there. And no, I don't think they're going to like trade up real high and do it, but I think it will be worth watching because the New England Patriots current backup quarterback is Brian Hoyer. Remember they dealt Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco for whatever reason. Him and Brady didn't get along or whatever that was. And I know, I know, Tom Brady feels like kissing boys on the mouth makes him younger again or whatever. So he's going to play till he's 60 or 70 years old. I understand it. But at some point, New England has to go get someone, don't they? Like, they have to go get another quarterback to start grooming eventually. I know these veterans get very, very offended when you go out and you draft the young guy. But how long can you keep the franchise hostage? Like, they have to have somebody that they're grooming. 
Could we see New England maybe get a Lamar Jackson or maybe get someone in the middle rounds? Or maybe they do make a move. Maybe they do have their eye on someone and they say, hey, we've got a couple picks. We're going to move up and we're going to grab the guy that we want and we are going to start this process. I think it depends on who's calling the shots. Because I think if Bill Belichick's calling the shots, he'll go get a quarterback right now. He has no allegiance to those players. Now, if it's Robert Kraft calling the shots, I think he may wait until Tom Brady is gone two or three years just to really, really be sure. Okay, is he really gone? He's he's retired? He's done? He's Does he want to come back? Are you sure? Uh, let's wait one more year and then we'll go draft somebody. I could totally see Robert Kraft doing that. We're going to find out who's calling the shots for the New England Patriots though, aren't we? It's going to be very, very interesting. Hey, coming back. Like we said earlier, today, April 17th is tax day in the United States. But here is a question for you. Which professional athletes are paying the most money to dear old Uncle Sam? We have a few. They're going to be on the hook for a bunch of money today. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. April's Loot Crate theme is only going to be around for a little while longer. It's called Artifacts, and it features items from Marvel Comics, Lord of the Rings, The Legend of Zelda, and The Dark Crystal. But if you look at those franchises and you're not interested, go over to Loot Crate. They have a million franchises. They have just about anything you can think of, and they have pretty much any item you can think of as well. You don't have to order the monthly crate. You can get a subscription to crates, that will come once every single month. You can just go get a single crate or you can just go buy individual items. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, make sure you type in Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. And hey, it's tax day. We're all trying to save a little money after today, aren't we? I know I am. Okay, today is tax day in the United States. And that means it's the deadline for your taxes to be filed with the government or you're gonna face some penalties. So, you know, I started to think about this. I mean, I filed my taxes, I don't know, like a week ago, whatever it was. And it is aggravating when you have to fill out those taxes, isn't it? It's aggravating when you have to pay back some money or whatever it might be. Like, why would tax money that the state overcharged me for then count as income? That's not income. That's a refund of what was originally supposed to be mine to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. But... As frustrating as it is for us, average people, to be doing our taxes, imagine what it's like to be a professional athlete. And yes, you get all the breaks in life, and you get all the best of this and the best of that, and you get to go play a game for a living, but hey, those taxes, they are not going to be kind to you whatsoever. Oh, and by the way, you're probably paying someone a good amount of money to do them for you too. But today, on tax day, Let's take a look at some of the highest income earners in the United States and just see kind of ballpark what their taxes come out to, okay? Now, I realize that worldwide, soccer players can be some of the highest paid athletes anywhere. They make some serious, serious money. But here in the United States, look, we've got what, major league soccer or whatever it is, they don't pay quite as much. And I mean, it's not like chicken feed, but Seattle Sounders forward Clint Dempsey he made about $4 million in 2017. I mean, sounds pretty good to us, right? But when you think about this, he's going to have to pay about $1.6 million of that just in taxes. 
1.6 when you only made four? It's a pretty good amount of tax he's going to have to pay. That's in Major League Soccer. Moving over to the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks, like they didn't have the kind of success on the ice that they might be used to. They didn't even make the postseason this year. But forward Jonathan Taze still made about $16 million for the year. It's pretty good money, $16 million bucks but he is going to have to pay about $6.5 million back of that. That's just going to be paying for his taxes. About $6.5 million bucks just in tax money alone. Kind of tough when you're struggling on the ice, and then you got to pay a little over $6 million bucks in your taxes. Speaking of struggling, hey, race car driver Jimmy Johnson, he cannot do anything on the track this year. But Jimmy Johnson did make very good money in 2017. Johnson is going to be on the hook for about $22 million of income. And you just know the IRS is going to want their share, aren't they? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson will owe about $8.7 million on his taxes this year. Seriously? $9 million bucks just in tax money? $9 million bucks? That is getting steep. And it's not just the guys. We have a female on our list as well. You know, she might be the greatest female tennis player of all time. She just had a baby, actually had some complications, but she's back now, starting to play again. In 2017, Serena Williams earned about $27 million, both from her play and endorsements and anything else she did. Good thing she can take a deduction for that baby, huh? Because she's going to owe a little over $10 million to the feds. Yeah, that's a good amount of money you're going to have to pay. Over 10 million bucks just in taxes alone. Moving over to baseball. You know, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they are poised to make another run this year. I mean, once they get healthy. And a lot of their success is due to the fact that pitcher Clayton Kershaw is going to win nearly every game that he steps on the mound for, right? And as a result, Clayton Kershaw paid pretty well. He made about $33 million last year. Yeah, that means he has to pay about $13 million in tax money. Keep throwing strikes, bro, because that is a bunch of money you're going to owe on those taxes. Now, we move on to what is truly the national pastime in the United States. Of course, the National Football League. Now, the thing about the NFL, you have 53 guys on your team, so it does take a bite of how much you can actually earn. In 2017, the highest paid player in the league was a guy that actually didn't do anything whatsoever on the field. The Indianapolis Colts signed quarterback Andrew Luck to a six-year, $140 million deal back in 2016. So for 2017, Andrew Luck made around $50 million. Yeah, that means that he's going to owe about $20 million in taxes. Yes, he will pay more in taxes than we all make in our lifetime. Don't worry about that. Put that out of your mind. Don't even think about that. Finally, our final taxable income subject plays in the NBA where contracts are huge because there are only like 12, 15 guys on the entire roster. Add into it all of those endorsements. It is no wonder that Cleveland Cavaliers forward LeBron James made a little over $86 million in 2017 based just on the percentages that we're using. That means LeBron is going to have to pay about $34 million in taxes today. Hey, you had better be the philanthropist because you're going to need 
a few write-offs on that amount when you're paying that much in taxes. Hey, and I'm not saying look at these athletes and feel sorry for them. They're making a ton of money. But when you look at those kind of expenses, it does kind of make you look at their contracts a little different, doesn't it? Like you might've made 50 million bucks, but you only got 30 of it. I really hope you didn't go out and try to spend 50 of it because you don't have it. And really, it's not these athletes that I feel bad for. I don't feel bad for Andrew Luck making 50 and getting, you know, 20 of it taken from him. It's the ones playing for the league minimum because you look at those guys and you say, hey, they made a million bucks. They got it made. No, they only got about 600 grand of that. And that goes fast when you actually think you have a million bucks because you don't. It's no wonder so many young athletes end up running out of money so quickly. They think they have way more money than they do, but you always got to remember the IRS, oh, they're going to take more than their share every single year. Hey, tomorrow is Wednesday, and we will be taking a look around at some of the top sports stories that are coming out. Plus, it just might be another national day of the year that we've got to discuss a little bit on the show. And as we do on most Wednesdays, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. You never know what we might have to rank this week. I have to say thank you so much for listening to The Daily Dose every day. For all of you that share the show, for all of you that tell your friends, that email us, that text us, that message us, that subscribe to the show, thank you so much. It is all very, very appreciated. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. Have a great Tuesday. I will see you all tomorrow.